the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P, the Russell 2000, all closed below their 50-day moving averages. You can choose whether you're optimistic or pessimistic. You can't control what happens to your life, but you can control how you react to it. As traders and investors, Sean, the number one job, in my opinion, it's respecting risk. You're listening to Last Week in the Market, the podcast for self-guided independent traders. Hey, everybody, this is Sean Vincent. I'm the voice of Last Week in the Market. Shortly, we'll be joined by Adam Sarhan. He's the brains behind Last Week in the Market. Adam is the author of the book, Psychological Analysis, How to Make Money, Outsmart the Market, and Join the Smart Money Circle. He is also the author of the Fine Leading Stocks newsletter. It's geared for self-guided independent investors. It follows his AMPD strategy. That's A-M-P-D. This podcast is designed to give traders an insight into Adam Sarhan's thinking. Adam's been warning his subscribers for about a month now that we will be expecting a pullback, and that pullback showed up in force last week. Adam will explain what AMP traders are doing. Defense is king. Cash is a position. But before we get to all of that, remember that in the market, the past does not predict the future. No results are typical, and there is inherent risk when trading in the market. This podcast is for educational purposes and does not constitute financial advice. It's the week of August 21, 2023. Here's what happened last week in the market. All the major indices dropped below their 50-day moving averages for the first time in this recent rally. Adam says for AMP traders right now, defense is king. He'll explain what that means. A lot of AMP traders have had their sell stops triggered and they've converted to cash. Adam's going to tell us why cash is a valid position when it's done strategically in certain circumstances. I recorded this session with Adam just after the close on Friday, and he explains why, at the end of the day, we got a glimmer of hope that this pullback might be near its end. So there's one, there's three ways the market can move. It can go up, it can go down, or it can go sideways. So when it goes sideways for an extended period of time, eventually the state of the market changes. So it's either in an uptrend, which is in a bullish environment, it's in a downtrend, which is a bearish environment, or it's in a sideways period, which is a neutral environment. So when that volatility contracts, you know, in plain English, it gets tighter. Next thing you know, it, it doesn't stay tight forever. You know, markets trend by definition. So it's either going to break out and go up or it's going to break down and go down. Now, just because it breaks out doesn't mean it's going to keep going up. Just because it breaks down doesn't mean it's going to keep going down. It just increases the odds that the next move will be up or down. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And you said to us that in that situation, often the first move wins. And the first move Correct. last week in the market was that it went down and then it just kept going down all week. That, that's how it works. So markets tend to trend, Sean. And when you're in a situation where fear takes over, like what's happening now, people sell first and ask questions second. And that's normal behavior. It's like if you walk into a crowded theater, yell fire, what happens? Most people run for the exit and they run fast. It doesn't matter their language, their religion, their their education, none of that stuff. Why? Because human nature takes over, emotions kick in. So when you're in a situation where you have a rush to the exits, people panic, they get scared. Okay, well, what happens? Markets go down. Tend to go down, rather. They don't just go straight down, they tend to go down. And then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because more people sell and then more sell, more support breaks, 
more selling, more selling, more selling. So this week, Sean, just to wrap it up, the market ended down this week. The big news for this week ending on the 18th of February, that Friday, is that all of the indices, the, Na the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P, the Russell 2000, all closed below their 50-day moving averages. And in the near term, that's not a healthy sign. Now, the good news is on Friday's session, this is very important for people that actually follow the market on a day-to-day -day basis to pay attention to where the market opens, but also where it closes. And the reason why the close is so important is because you get a subtle but important sign of, think of a game of tug of war between the bulls and the bears. So when you open lower, but close in the upper half of the range, after a big move down, which is what happened on Friday, odds are we're gonna bounce because we know the market's oversold. Now, when you do the opposite, where you open higher, like what happened on the 27th of July, you hit a new high for the move and then you close lower, that's not a good sign. It's just the exact opposite, mirror image of what we saw happen uh, today. That doesn't mean you have to bounce. It just means near term, you know, the Dow closed slightly higher on Friday. The NASDAQ was slightly lower, but definitely in the upper half of the range. So near term, it shows you, and same with the S&P 500, um, upper half of the range closed up just a, uh, just a hair, a little, little positive. But you're in a situation now, Sean, where it's a game of tug of war. Who's going to win? bulls are the bears. Near term, we're oversold. Odds are we're going to bounce. Now, that being said, one more point. August, historically, has been a very, very volatile month. When we've seen big down moves or big crashes, they tend to happen in one of two months, either in August or in October. I don't know why. The people out there that are much smarter than me can figure out the why. Again, I focus on the what. What's actually happening on Wall Street? The why is debatable. The, the what is fact. Well, okay, some of the biggest moves in history have happened in August and in October. So we know that this period is a seasonally volatile period. And if we just had a really big sell-off in the last three or four weeks, I wouldn't be surprised to see the market collapse or just you know get hit hard, crash, whatever word you want to use over the next several weeks. Or you wait a little bit, bounce in September, and then October to see another big, huge leg down. I'm not expecting that to happen. We are in an uptrend. So this is probably just an ugly pullback and then we'll recover, get above the 50 and then hit new highs. That's what I'm expecting to happen. But would I be surprised to see the market just crack wide open? No, not at all. And on that note, you'd mentioned that we've had a lot of growth this year and it's common for the market to go back to the 50 day average a few times as it grows. And I hadn't done that yet this year. Now we've done it. but that. It feels like a bad week this week, but that's something that's not unusual in a broader growth trend. Correct. 100%. When you have a situation where the market's moving up and then it gets extended, it's normal and healthy to see it pull back into the 50. And it didn't do that since March. So odds were in July, as we, we spoke about, and I wrote about in findleadingstocks.com several times to members, was, okay, just a probability, odds are... If you get on an airplane, it's going to land safely. It's not going to crash. Well, okay, odds are the market's going to pull back into the 50-day moving average. Doesn't mean every single flight forever is going to always work, but probability-wise, you're pretty safe. In fact, statistically, I think you're safer on an airplane than you are in a car. Okay, same thing with the moving averages. You don't have to move to the moving averages, but 
most likely you're pulling to the moving averages a handful of times during the year. So that being said, expect it and plan for it. So we broke the moving average, the 50. Okay, that doesn't mean we can't recover. Of course we can. And that's what I expect to happen. However, if we don't recover, look out below. And we've had a very clear mincing no words, a defensive stance for the last several weeks because of the fact that the market's been breaking down. We saw several things, Sean. We saw a minefield for earnings and growth stocks. We've seen one stock after another just get clobbered after earnings, which is not healthy. We saw the market pull back and break its 50-day moving averages, all of the indices, by the way, the Dow, the NASDAQ, S&P, Russell 2000, et cetera. And then we saw some macro headwinds coming out of China and the yield on the 10-year yield, what we put in the pre-market report today before the open, there were five things. And those issues are now dragging the stock market or weighing on the market. Bitcoin had a flash crash overnight for no apparent reason. And you see the, t- the dollar, the US dollar has been rallying. The two big forces that sent the market lower in 2022 were a stronger dollar and higher yields. They've been dormant all year up until recently. Not as surprisingly, as the dollar rallied and 10-year yield rallied, the stock market pulled back and fell. And those correlations are back in place. So we're watching those issues because if these situations, any of these macro issues get worse, that could easily drag stocks lower. So you talk about a defensive position, and in your fine leading stocks newsletter, you tell members right now, defense is king. What does that mean practically, defense is king? How are you defensive in the AMPT investment strategy? Excellent question. So in the last few weeks, we've been saying defense is king before the market pullback. That's just super important to understand. As we saw those the probabilities increase day after day after day, week after week after week, of not moving into the 50, we knew it was just a matter of when, not if, that the market would pull back into the 50. That being said, as the market was extended before it pulled back, we said to members, hey, defense is king because odds favor, we're going to get a pullback. And that means raise your stops, reduce your positions, and or get out of your, just sell your stock and go to cash. Remember, cash is a position. So in my world, I have nothing wrong with at at times strategically to play defense and go to cash. And that means you clear out of your positions, clear your head, wait for the selling to pass. And when the selling's over, you step in and buy the bounce after the dip. And now that you have some fresh capital, both mental capital and physical capital, you're able to see things clearly. And you can look for these opportunities that show up after the bounce. After the dip is over, you get a bounce, right? So if you're beaten up and clobbered, you get demoralized. It's really hard to be objective and see these big wins or these opportunities. But the best time, Sean, to get in is at the very early stages of a new uptrend. Most people get knocked out and they're not around. And then after the big move up, they show up and they start buying and then the market corrects and then they get clobbered again. So they make two mistakes, three mistakes, actually. One, they get out at the wrong time. Then two, they're not there when the market turns up. And then the next one is they buy after the big move up and then they get hit again because the market pulls back. So when you play defense and any sports, you can't play offense all the time and win in any competitive arena. It's normal and healthy. There's a whole book called Art of War, right? I mean, playing defense is just part of business. It's part of life. It's part of winning. You've got to be able to shift gears. You can't always have the car and drive. It's good to have it in park. It's good to have it in reverse at times. Strategically, the vast majority of times you're in the car, it's going to be in drive. The vast majority of times you're in the market, you're going to play offense. But every once in a while, you got to park the car. You got to put the car in reverse. You're not going to drive around all day long in reverse, but know that it's it's good to have that option if and when needed. 
So when the market starts getting in trouble, then we just put the car in park, let that, you know, put it in the garage, wait for that storm to pass. And then once that storm's over, put the car back and drive and drive out and, and pick up because most people just get knocked out of the game. I think for a lot of traders, when we have experienced a pullback and maybe you've stopped out of your positions and now you're just sitting on cash, they get antsy to get back in, right? They feel like they're not working right now, but uh, patience is key. A hundred percent. Patience is key and understand being optimistic is key. The biggest winners are in front of you. I didn't write that. Someone else did in the great book. It's called Pitbull by Marty Schwartz. And when I read that, it really changed my life because I learned, Sean, that you've got a situation where you can choose whether you're optimistic or pessimistic. You can't control what happens to you in life, but you can control how you react to it. And I'm a firm believer in that. You ever see somebody that, God forbid, is just in a paralyzed or in just in a really bad state, but they're happy and they're cheery and they're, you know, on cloud nine? You look at somebody who has it all and they're miserable and depressed. And all is relative, right? So I'll put air quotes on that. So it's your choice on how you react to things. The events externally are just events. Yeah, and I know psychologically they've studied that people believe that the future can get better and that the pain won't get worse, then they can adapt quickly and have a good attitude. Final thought, we got folks moving, you know, they're in cash right now as a position. Uh, what do you do with that chunk of change while it's sitting around waiting for a new opportunity in the equities market? Yeah, so uh, the good news is that we're in a high interest rate environment. You can pretty much get 5% on your money with just about any broker or any bank, uh, literally by having your money sitting there. So call the broker, call your bank and see how you can get about 5% a risk, basically risk-free income. There's treasury bills, there's lots of options, money market accounts that are yielding around 5%. That's a really, really good safe return. Now, the other thing you can do is keep your eye on the ball because we are one day away from the market getting back in gear and ripping higher. And when it does that, those offer the best low risk, high reward opportunities. You can buy the market or buy stocks literally with a stop below today's low as a low risk entry point because the market's so oversold, most likely it's gonna bounce. And if it takes out today's low, you're out for a little bit. And if it doesn't and it goes up, you'll crush it and do extremely well. So for me, it's one of those situations where it's, I double down when markets pull back and you're in an uptrend like we are now, even though it's a brutal pullback and it's ugly and a lot of damage and a lot of blowups, et cetera, et cetera, or yada, yada, in your, mm -hmm. since you like that reference, it's important to understand that you're one day away and the market's back in gear and then you can just crush it. And that's why always be prepared and have your watch list ready. Do the work on the weekends or at nights. Prepare the stocks that you're looking to buy. Know when you're going to get in. Know how much you're going to risk if you're wrong. And then when those stocks go up, you have your alert set. You can buy them. And guess what? You'll do very, very well over the long term. And, and when you say you're a day away from the market going up, you're talking about potentially. You're not making a prediction for Monday. But you're saying that that during this time, because what I just heard you say is that even though we had, uh, we've had a few weeks of sliding and a, a rough week of a lot of backsliding, that Overall, we're still in a period where the market's been lifting and it's corrected now. And if that's your hypothesis, right, that it's corrected and maybe it oversold 
and it's going to move back up, then you can get that cash, be ready, watch it, look for the bounce off the the dip and get back in business. Yeah, it's, a, it's basically, it's a pullback within an uptrend. So if the stocks, if the market's going to go up 50% in one year, it's going to have several, and I mean several, steep pullbacks down four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve percent corrections along the way. Just because you're down eight, nine, ten percent or eleven or twelve percent or even fifteen or sixteen percent, which are some sometimes they happen, as much as eighteen or nineteen percent from a high doesn't mean that the rally's over. It just means the market's pulling back. And then after that pullback is over, you ultimately not only rally back to where you were, you rally back, surpass that and hit new highs and then keep going up. And then you have another pullback and then you keep going up. So there's an expression on Wall Street where the stocks, where the market takes the stairs up and then the elevator down. It goes up slowly and methodically, it goes up a little bit, goes sideways, goes up again, goes sideways. But when it's over in the bear market, it takes the elevator down. So that up sideways, up sideways, up sideways period, that's what we're talking about here where you could have, even instead of being straight sideways, it could be down a little bit and that, it's just a normal pullback. It's a normal correction. And then it's followed by new highs. So if you play defense well, then it's an opportunity for the for the next stairway up. Yeah, because if you stay engaged, you're not going to play defense forever. You're going to know very quickly the market's going to turn. And when it does, you're going to see lots of opportunities. And that's when you shift into offense. And that's awesome. what I mean by it's one day away, where that could happen literally any in any day, any given day, within two or three days off of the low. Today could be the low. There's a chance Friday the 18th of August is the low for this pullback, and all we do is just rip higher. That's a very high likelihood. We have to plan for that. As traders and investors, Sean, the number one job, in my opinion, it's respecting risk. And everything, it's just risk versus reward. Somebody told me on my Smart Money Circle show, said, Adam, we're not buying and selling stocks, we're buying and selling risk which I thought was genius. So when you buy a stock, you're risking a dollar. The hope is what? You're going to make two or three or four or five or 10 or 20 or 50 or $100. That's the hope. But in order to do that, you have to be comfortable risking your money. Otherwise, you won't be there to, to make it. Because like my friend Andy says, you got to risk it for the biscuit. All right, everybody. That's the podcast for today. Thanks for listening in. By the time you're listening to this, we'll probably know whether Friday marked the bottom of the recent pullback or whether we're headed into a deeper downturn. We'll have more for you next week. Until then, remember, keep an eye on your watch lists. And defense is king. The market is speaking. Are you listening? However, if we don't recover, look out below.